Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions today. And I'm Bert Harper, along with Nathan Harper. And Nathan, when we think about a church on mission for God in being effective, uh, one of the ones that I have observed are usually a lot of times local, if they have one, and that's a crisis pregnancy center where it is Christian-focused, and it's not just saving that baby, but it's many times saving the life of that mother spiritually. Those those centers are making a difference, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And um, now, more than ever, I'm sure we'll get into this in, in the conversation today, but now they need support. Uh, from the local church more than more than ever, um, and the the you know with Roe the recent Roe Wade Supreme Court decision, um, with you know a lot of people might be under the mindset of well the battle's won now the battle's over and actually the battle lines have just been drawn more uh, more strongly I would say I would agree um, and and so you know a church that cares about people's souls um we also are called to care about every every life you know from 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 the unborn to the newborn to those moms that are struggling uh to to families that are in desperate poverty and desperate uh situations um in neighborhoods all around us you know um and then the crisis pregnancy center is right there in, in that as well and uh uh, we we talk a lot about partnership in the gospel, and uh, and that's Amen. a <laughs> wonderful partner uh, in the for the local church is a crisis pregnancy center uh, because it's it is it's about Jesus and it's about what God is doing uh, in people's lives to change lives. And that's a personal testimony. You and your wife Rachel, you guys early on involved in ministry of making a difference and. It, it changes your life that way too, doesn't it, Nathan? Yeah, it really does. Change. And let me just encourage you, if you're listening today and you're wondering, what can I do for the kingdom? I want to just tell you, pray for life, be involved, find a way to give, find a way to minister. Uh, these people at Christless Pregnancy Centers are on the front line even more. Well, our guest today is one that we've had on several times, and it's one of our favorite guests but let me just go ahead. Favorite people in all the world, yeah. and I say that with every fiber of my being, and that's Pastor Joseph Parker. Pastor Joseph, welcome, brother. Good to be with you all once again. You know how much uh, we appreciate you and and care for you and your family, and uh, Joseph and his wife, Bertie, are some dynamic couple serving the Lord, and we thank God that we're associated with him. He is the host of Hour of Intercession. And uh, it comes on in the morning, early morning times. I have been driving late at night, 
and I would hear Pastor Joseph's voice, and it was like, okay, everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Nathan, he has one of those yeah. common, soothing, <laughs> that I don't have. It's right as opposite. It's my, my, I wake people up to, yeah. wow. Yeah. He can. He, his voice can take you on home and get you, <laughs> get you safe can. into the driveway there. But we are glad to have you, Pastor Joseph. Great to be with you all today. And it's good to be here because we're going to talk about this, and we're talking about uh, the the difference after reversal of Roe v. Wade and the pressures that's on the local pregnancy centers and churches mm-hmm. to make a difference. Give us an update in, in whatever I, I told you to begin with. After we do the introduction, uh, we're kind of depending on you to drive it to where we need to go and what okay. our listeners need to hear. Well, again, grateful for the opportunity to be with you all today. And I would just would mention that um, it's been our privilege. My wife, Birdie, and I, we've uh, pastored a number of congregations in the Mississippi Delta. And... Uh, over a period of years, saw the need for uh, there uh, two pregnancy clinics in the Mississippi Delta, one in the Clarksdale, Mississippi community, one in Cleveland, Mississippi. But as huge as the Mississippi Delta is, those are the only two in the most populated areas. There were none at all in those counties. And we really wanted to help someone to get one started. And we had discussions and interactions about it, but nothing was happening. And really, at a certain point in time, we just really heard the Lord say, you do it. And, you know, um, again, really wasn't looking to hear that, to be quite honest. But once we got clarity, that's what he wanted us to do. We embarked upon the uh, this interesting journey, and the Lord's brought us a long way now. By God's grace, we started about a year and a, a little over a year and a half ago raising the monies for the mobile pregnancy ministry, uh, ministry unit. And the price was 191000 and God raised all 191000 <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. He did it. Hallelujah. He did it. And uh, we're grateful that the Lord did it, and God used AFA tremendously along that line, but it was done. And so now we're raising the monies to help uh, for the first year's budget, including staffing and that sort of thing, too. And our plan is uh, to be up and running this fall. And so God's brought us a long way, and it's been, again, an exciting journey. But I would say this, what's helpful to know, and as Nathan had alluded to, you know, after Roe v. Wade was overturned, I think some truths that believers need to grasp are that are there's a few truths that believers need to grasp that are very important to understand. Number one, Roe v. Wade, it's overturning God did that. You know, you can't point to one person, one church. God did it. God used his people, but God overturned it. Tragically, the reality is Roe v. Wade should have should have never happened back in nineteen seventy three. It legalized murder in our nation. And sadly, after after about fifty years and uh, beyond 63 million babies having been murdered, tragically, it finally was overturned. Yet, it did not end the tragedy of abortion in our nation. What it did was it took the respons- gave the responsibility back to the states to really decide and regulate this. And so you have a number of states that have basically outlawed abortion, but quite a few states that still, it's very legal. And sadly, one of the realities is People will travel a long way to get abortions, and it's so sad. And as we're um, as we've begun ministry and our uh, we've begun doing outreach in the Mississippi Delta already, and a recent incident illustrates that point. Uh, we were contacted by a ministry in North Carolina on the East Coast uh, who had run into a young woman who had come from the Mississippi Delta, traveled all the way to the East Coast to get an abortion. 
And by God's grace, they did run into this ministry. The ministry is called Love Life, and they're doing a great work in not only North Carolina, but a number of other states as well. But they uh, encountered this young woman. They um, encouraged her and, uh, by God's grace, persuaded her both to keep her baby and they shared the gospel, and she received Christ right about seven days ago. And so she's Amen. a new convert, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. And they contacted us and basically kind of were entrusting her to us as a ministry uh, in the home community where she lived. Well, and by God's grace, you know, she actually was honored. They helped her with uh, some of the gas money to get home. She didn't quite have enough. Well, we called another one of their reps in the Birmingham area, and they helped her get the rest of the way home. And so the Lord worked that out as well. But the the fact is, it's important for the church to even more so become more aggressive about addressing the life issue. The fact is, probably now more than ever, the church really needs to be doing what it can to be on the front lines of helping to address the issue of standing for life and standing against the tragedy of abortion. Because sadly, again, people can go to some states, and some states have not only continued to keep it keep the doors open for abortion, they've stepped up their activity. Mm-hmm. Some stations refer to themselves as being refuge states, you know, where they will help women. And sadly, we have entities that will help pay for the abortions, pay for travel, that sort of thing, too. So so the battle lines are being drawn very, very clearly, and it is up to the church to really step up to the plate and really do our part. And there are quite a few things the church can and needs to be doing at this point in time. You know, you're talking about those Companies where their employees can uh, get get money for the abortion and even the travel. Uh, I, I want to put a challenge out there to some of the businessmen that are are listening, and maybe you're a part of it. You may be a part of the you know the relationship with that minister or that church or that company. Uh, I've heard about a company that's helping people with adoption cost. Mm-hmm. You know, helping them that's with. Neat. Uh, with them pregnancy that can't help them to find a way for the pregnancy. And listen, I I believe in it all. We need all hands on. You ever heard of that? All hands on deck. Mm -hmm. Uh, The church, uh, godly ministries, uh, godly companies. Uh, Let's let's be involved. Let's put some some feet to the ground on on making a difference. Nathan, uh, the church. This is not just the child that hasn't been born. This is the mother, too, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, and um, there's a lot of um, rhetoric out there. <laughs> um, if, if you want to read some of it, just go to social media. I don't suggest it. Um, but, you know, the, the claim or the uh, accusation is, you know, well, the Christians, the the church only is only concerned about um, this preborn baby, and once the baby is born, then they don't care anymore, and they don't care about the mother, um, and or the communities where the the moms might be coming from, right? That's kind of the that's a common kind of thing that's thrown out there, um, but I don't know any church or anybody that I know of that that's actually true of, I, you know, all the Christians that I know, and I, I know quite a bit and all the churches that I know of, um, that are active, um, gospel sharing, Bible believing churches. 
they they care about all of the above. You know, they care about the community and the neighborhoods and the and the economic, social economic conditions that that people are living in, and they and they are active in sharing the gospel and and helping single moms and even families with uh, adoption, like you're talking. So, um, we just need more of that, we do. right? We and, do. And so I think that that argument is taken away, but I believe the actions need to need to follow, and we need to step up. This is the time, like you said, Pastor Joseph. Uh, the church needs to step up now, and our actions will now more than ever speak louder than our than just our words. That's right. That's right. You know, one thing I would think of too is, you know, I think a powerful illustration is found in the the great parable, the parable of the Good Samaritan. You know, the man in that parable had been beat up and left on the side of the road for dead as Christ shared the story. Well, the priest came along, he saw the man, and he just passed by on the other side. And then here comes the Levite, basically does the same thing. He sees the man, he sees the need, and passes by on the other side. Yet the Samaritan stops, bandages the man's wounds up, helps him in many ways, and gets, puts him on his animal, takes him to where he can get help. Goes through great, great length to love, help, and care for him. Well, I think that's a powerful picture of how the of what the life issue in many ways is in our culture today because there are many people who say they love the Lord that don't seem to really have a concern for this issue. And it's important to understand that certainly without question, the church has a major role to play, individual believers we do as well. I think of this, you know, like now, again, as Roe v. Wade has been overturned, the church needs to become more aggressive, and we see, sadly, we see the kingdom of darkness becoming so aggressive, just like the fact that you hear of pregnancy clinics that are being firebombed and being vandalized. Well, that's crazy, because the fact is, these centers, they help women, they help save babies, and what you see is the desperation of the devil and his minions in coming against the reality of standing for life, because, again, What Roe v. Wade did was it opened the door for the murder of babies. And sadly, too many people became comfortable with the idea of being able to murder babies if they wanted to. And so now you see the anger of the enemy because Roe v. Wade has been overturned. So the need is great for the church to begin to do things we all can do to pray and seek the Lord. And, you know, uh, I don't think it's for someone like me or anyone else to try to say, well, your church needs to do this and this and this. I believe each individual believer and each church needs to pray and say, Lord, show me what you want us to do, because everyone's specific mission may not be the same. But just a few practical things that come to mind that I think the church without question needs to be doing is, number one, pray much for the work of all pregnancy ministries and for pro-life ministries that are out there. there's one ministry in particular, you may recall the name David Delighton, who did some undercover work against Planned Parenthood. Well, he's, he, he's had some major losses. Uh, and remember, all he did was he exposed basically the wicked things Planned Parenthood was doing. But sadly, you have many people in legal, legal capacities who've come against him. He's had some major blows to his um, his case. And so the church needs to be praying that justice will prevail because, again, the main thing he did was he exposed what they were doing, including selling baby body parts, amongst other things. But also there are many other pro-life ministries out there that are doing great work. They need your prayers. And what people may not realize is lots of 
many women go to abortion clinics and before they go through the abortion will often change their minds. Well, that's a result of people somewhere praying and interceding because the Spirit of God, yes, is at work mightily inside abortion clinics, changing the hearts and minds of people. I've even heard of an instance where a doctor just said on a particular woman, he just said, I'm not going to do this. Just go home. Well, he didn't even know why he said it. Well, the Spirit of God somehow or another moved in that situation. (laughs) Amen. So when God's people are praying, angels are at work. The Spirit of God is at work, even in the tragic places we call abortion clinics. And God is changing hearts and minds. So our prayers make a big difference. But also, the fact is, many pregnancy clinics, it's pretty normal. They're very underfunded. They're very poorly funded. So I recall speaking to... uh, someone who worked in probably the busiest pregnancy clinic in the state of Mississippi. And I was talking to her, and recently they'd done a survey of the number of churches in that part of the state. And they found out there were somewhere around 500 or so churches in that immediate area of their state. And I asked her, how many many churches are supporting you financially? And she sort of gave sort of a pitiful chuckle, and she said, 13. Now, 13 out of 500 is tragic. Many churches don't realize, as you alluded to, Brother Burke, that... The life issue is a major mission field that needs the support, yet many churches wouldn't think of using their missions money to help, but they certainly should. They certainly should. I agree. Listen, one of the greatest joys that I had in a church that I pastored was partnering, because here on Exploring Missions, we constantly beat that drum of partnership. And I cannot honestly think of a greater partner for a local church to partner with for greater effectiveness than the local crisis pregnancy center. It is a partnership for life and eternal life. And uh, the, the ones that I know, and I, you know, I'm, I don't travel as much as you do in that area, Pastor Joseph, but I know these that are local, they're interested in, in that woman as much as they are that child, and they're as interested in her after the child is born to help her in any way they can mm-hmm. to continue being the parent or, if they do it with adoption, teaming with those adoptive ministries to let that child live. And, and so churches, if you're listening— and uh, check your church's budget. I'm going to stay a little bit stronger than Pastor Joseph did. Check your pastor's, uh, your your church's budget, and see if they're supporting uh, Crisis Pregnancy Center. And let me suggest that you go to the. I would do it double. I'd go to the pastor, but I'd also find out somebody that's on the on the stewardship finance team and say to them, "This is a real need. If you want missions." to work, here's the place that it can work. I believe that with all my heart. The statistics are there. We're talking about dozens of women who are saved each year in most of these crisis pregnancy centers. And Mm -hmm. that's more than a lot of churches ever have for a year. makes a difference, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. And it helps to understand, too, that like, you know, um, too often, and again, I think I've shared this before, but um, I think the, we should throw the term parachurch ministry out of our vocabulary altogether because the pregnancy clinic, like many ministries, are simply extensions in the I church. Agree, They're members of the church of the yes. Lord Jesus Christ who are in a place, a strategic place to be used by God. And so that's certainly true with the pregnancy uh, clinic ministries. And 
I think of, for example, like the ministry that we've started, the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center, which is the mobile, me- mo- mobile medical pregnancy center that will be serving in the Mississippi Delta. For example, just a f- uh, about two or three days ago, got contacted by a state agency who was trying to help a mom who, this young mother, she, all she needed was a newborn baby car seat. Well, that's an easy need to fill. But it's also once we made contact with her, now we can continue to work with her about both sharing the gospel and discipleship, helping her to get plugged into a local church. Well, that's the work of the church, mm-hmm. the helping people come to know Christ and come to realize Christ can meet your needs and help funnel them into a local church. And smart churches will get involved with the pregnancy <laughs> clinics because this is true. Those women, once they come to receive Christ, and many times families, boyfriend or husband, need a good church home. Amen. And so that would be one more um, means whereby people can be funneled into their church as members as well. But the the need is, for example, and I would just mention this too, that our website is greenwoodhopecenter.org, and you can learn more about the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center mobile medical ministry that will be serving in the Delta. Say if it you'd one like more to help time. Us, yeah, again, say it again. Greenwoodhopecenter.org is our website. And my number, if you'd like to get in touch with us, my number or cell phone is 662-321-5859. We want to encourage and challenge believers to get involved because, again, this is a work of the Lord. And, of course, when something is from the Lord, it's good for us to really have the attitude, Lord, what do you want me to do? And, you know, I think of this, too. There's so many sometimes what may seem to be small but very important needs. You know, we need monthly supporters, um, churches that will support monthly as well as individuals. And so we invite you to pray about that possibility of becoming a partner with us. But all along with that, we really, I, I can't overemphasize how important the prayers of believers are because many times God will bring along uh just place something on somebody's heart because someone prayed there that needs to be done. Uh, uh, financial supporters, but also we need volunteers, people that will volunteer their time and energy. For example, once we, uh, once the mobile unit is on the road, it the staff will be all women because that's just the nature of the, the, the ministry. It will need to be all women basically to make up the staff. However, we're going to need, like you might say, a small army of men to help maintain the unit in the back in the background. And so we'll want volunteers that will help to do things like, well, obviously gas and oil, but there are many other things to a mobile medical clinic that need to be done. And they just go through a short training course to do that. But we'll need lots of men that are willing to do that sort of thing. But also uh, volunteers that will help in other capacities as well. We'll need baby items, just like I said, the young mom, all she needed was a, a, a she needed just a, um, a car seat. Uh, baby items, will be giving those away. All the services, of course, are free from pregnancy clinics as well. And so many ways that people can get involved, but a goal would be I would encourage you pray and say, Lord, show me what to do and be ready to get up and do something. Pastor Joseph, let me ask a question. It might be the way I express it might not be very smart, but it might be a question that's on some people's minds as they listen. Uh, in light of the recent overturn of Roe versus Wade. Um, now we can, you know, in, in those states where abortion is still legal, we we obviously understand what the work of the Crisis Pregnancy Center would be there. But what about in a state like Mississippi, maybe, where it's not yet, um, or it's become uh, illegal uh, for abortion? 
Uh, and I'm not even sure of the number of, of states where that's the case right now, but there's several. Mm-hmm. What is, is that, does that change or is, is some of the, what is the work that's going on at the crisis pregnancy centers now in the states where abortion is illegal? Well, the, the work really continues in a very clear and very practical way because, again, you have people, you have women that find themselves pregnant at a difficult time in life. And sadly, sometimes they look seriously at abortion, but the reality is the Pregnancy Care Center is the hands and feet of Christ to help help them through the crisis, help them realize that keeping their baby or even considering adoption are two wonderful options for them to consider. And yet, sadly, it continues to be true, just as the young woman I spoke of earlier, people will travel a long way to get abortions. And so, though people may live in Mississippi or Alabama or a state that is outlawed, they will travel from their home community across the nation, in some cases, to a place where they can legally get an abortion. And so, having a local pregnancy clinic, where, because sometimes, for example, Women might stop by and you might think, well, why would they do that? I don't really have the answer outside of the grace of God, but sometimes they'll stop by a pregnancy care center on their way to get an abortion. Hmm. And many times, many of those same women have decided to keep their babies and receive Christ because they made that stop. Well, again, that's why the pregnancy clinics continue to be important in all all 50 states. Amen. Here it is. Pray, give, and volunteer. Uh, we all should be praying. A lot of us prayed that Roe v. Wade would be Roe uh, overturned. God did it. Mm-hmm. Now it's more important than other giving voluntarily, uh, giving individually, and we know others that give collectively and then churches. So the giving is broad. Just because your church gives doesn't mean that you can't be a person that right. gives as well. So it's kind of a double uh, blessing on that. But volunteering, you were talking about that. I, I know several people, they they were able to teach the mothers after they became mothers, mm-hmm. nurses that came on board to teach them some things that way. Uh, some of them needed uh, just, you know, the encouragement, a biblical base for that. Mm-hmm. So the volunteering is, is not just all medical, is it? It's not. In fact, it comes in many different forms and... I think of just like, for example, one of the projects, which is it's both volunteering, but also it's a fundraiser as well. It's a project we call the Baby Bottle Boomerang, where people will take a, what looks like a baby bottle. In reality, it's a little bank uh, where they can. And, and it's a great educational tool to help their children to see, well, this is a tool that we use to help save babies and help save moms as well. Well, that's a volunteer project where a person can take it to their church and invite their church to get involved. And Again, they can get in touch with us if individuals, if they'd like to do that. But also, sometimes moms may just be there to maybe to help watch children while the mom is busy or all kinds of needs. But when a person says, hey, what can I do? You'd be surprised that all the ways people can help to carry out the work of the Ministry of the Pregnancy Clinic. I want the people to know the mobile unit that's going to be in the Mississippi Delta, mm-hmm. and they want to be a part of that. There's a place they can go, right? The website, again, uh, is greenwoodhopecenter.org. Again, greenwoodhopecenter.org, and my number is 662-321-5859 if they want to get more information. Well, Nathan, it's always refreshing to have Pastor Joseph with us, isn't it? Amen. Thank you all again. Thank you, brother. And we just want to pray um, for all the pregnancy 
centers around the country, uh, those that are doing the work of Jesus, the hands and feet of Jesus, extension of the local church in those communities. Uh, we pray that the Lord will bless them and that they will see success and fruit in their work and that we would join in with that. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions. We thank you for sharing, and we pray that you would be on the front lines sharing Christ with the world.